Welcome to the President and CEO Focus on the Middle Market podcast series, where President and CEO founder Paul Stuckel discusses middle market issues with business leaders from across the nation. Today, in part three of a four-part series, Paul speaks with Erwin Government, principal at Deloitte Consulting Services, about the increased aggressiveness of middle market companies in adopting new technologies as means to create competitive advantage. Yeah, well, I mean, security, but how are people feeling about, speaking of security, I mean, how are people feeling about that? I mean, I guess we just got news that the Russian, the Russians hacked J.P. Morgan, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is quite frightening to me. Um, I mean, how, are people really, are, are people, what, are people more or less um, aware of or, or frightened by that kind of thing nowadays? Um, because it's a double, it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Either, the security uh, mechanisms have gotten much, much better, which would give people more comfort, and people are used to doing this now. But conversely, the sophistication of people who, who may try to get at that has also increased. I mean, mm-hmm. what are people is, – is that sort of mentality – where is that? Is it changing? Is it, are people becoming more, more comfortable with this or, or, maybe more un, you know, or maybe more concerned with it? Well, I um... – in a, in a mercenary sense, we have a practice that actually deals with um, cyber threats and cybersecurity uh, and um, uh, keeping data both for, uh, uh, clean from a regulatory and from a hacking point of view. And if the size and the growth in that practice is any indication, uh, people are taking this pretty darn seriously. You know, with the breaches at uh, TJ Maxx, Target, J.P. Morgan and others, um, nobody wants to be on the front page of the Wall Street Journal as the next, uh, as the next place that's been breached. Now, you know, mid-market companies perhaps are less Wall Street Journal front page worthy um, if they're breached, but I, I think it's taken just as seriously. Um, you know, to the extent that the mid-market companies are taking advantage of the technologies that, that you and I talked about at the beginning of this conversation, the big data um, the re- mobile access, et cetera, um, they are just as vulnerable to, to the hacking and to the penetration as, as others out there. And in fact, our survey would say that that's still one of the barriers to people adopting the technology is a fear that they are um, exposing themselves to this sort of electronic penetration. So um, uh, you're right, the, the need's gotten better, the tools have gotten better, but at the same time, the number of, of, of bad actors out there um, and, and the sophistication of those bad actors has also increased. So what we see are people taking um, assessment uh, of their risk um, and uh, doing something about it in terms of either uh, processes or, or, or technological uh, tools to, to protect themselves or certainly looking at it on a periodic basis, especially if they're dealing with PII, um, uh, the protected data, or credit card data, things like that, very, very seriously. You know, and this is kind of a, a, a smaller issue, but I think one that seems to be gaining traction. Um, there's, a, there's a mention in the report about 3D printing, um, which I mean, certainly in terms of the manufacturing world, that, that seems to be gaining some pace now. Um, it, it's a fascinating technology. Um, where do you see that going? I mean, where do, or, or where do your respondents see that going? Is that is that sort of picking up steam in terms of uh, of adoption, or is it still sort of a wait and see kind of attitude? 
you know, I, I'm not sure that it's really a wait-and-see attitude as it's more applicable. You remember our survey went to a wide range of um, uh, growing and mid-market companies. Um, for some of them that do manufacturing, um, uh, 3D printing and other technologies like it will have um, a great effect. And we see that, for example, in aerospace, some of the medical device uh, companies, it's simply, you know, to some extent, not applicable to a services company, for example, or sure. one that uh, has a different supply chain or manufacturing model. Um, we'll see. We'll see more of it. I think it's becoming more sophisticated. It's 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 reducing in cost. Um, I've even seen now in in some of the major cities um, um, hobby-based 3D printing, where you can come in and design something and have it manufactured. So it's definitely a technology that is nascent uh, that we'll see adopted uh, more and more. Um, but it's, I, it just, frankly, from our survey point of view, was not applicable to everyone. That would be how I'd read the data. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now um, the, the other uh, technology that we um, looked at that also, frankly, is not seeing uh, right now widespread adoption is sort of the wearables and the uh, uh, healthcare and, and medically oriented uh, uh, types of um, devices and the use of the data that comes off them in some of the mid-market companies. I would say that probably will see a quicker adoption, especially if um, – the leading mobile device manufacturers continue to, to push it as a uh, as a value of having their devices. So um, there's been rumors that the, the new Apple devices coming out next week, for example, will be more oriented as a wearable or a, a healthcare or lifestyle um, device. And again, much like the mobile devices has forced um, most of our companies that we've surveyed to do something about mobility, as this data becomes uh, comes off the devices, there may be a sort of a, a groundswell of demand for people to make use of that data as well. Check back tomorrow for part four of our discussion with Irwin. Thanks for listening.